What's up, everybody? This is the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the recovering addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. All right, um, so I'm a therapist. And so I like to talk about feelings. What? So we're going to talk about our feelings today. No, okay. not feelings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about what is the point of our emotions? Like, why do we have them? And then, and then talk about how to identify our emotions and get connected into what they are and what they mean and, and why they're good for us. Um, and so first question is, I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot here, but why do we have emotions? What's the point? What's the function of our emotions? Do you guys know? No. Tell us. I think emotions are are like kind of like markers, like indicators of what's happening, like what what my thought process is. Um, they're like a byproduct of like actions. I think every every emotion that I feel is um, kind of spawned from from thoughts or situations or just kind of like indicators as to where I am in my day. Yeah, so so you're spot on. So our emotions do two things. They communicate to us and, and usually to protect us, but they're, they're communicating something to us and then our emotions communicate to others. So we connect through our emotions. Not We connect through our emotions much more than we do through our words. And so uh, our emotions are a way that we feel love and connection and so um, that's the point of our emotions is they're telling us something and so if we're not very aware of what our emotions are or we're shut down or we're numb Numbing. then then we're not getting the messages right that our emotions are trying to say to us okay so, so let me ask a question on that note because i think this is this is where i lived for ever okay <laughs> forever um so you're saying even though i might not be realizing what emotions i'm feeling are you saying that I'm still, like emotions are still registering? Well, let me ask you this in return. Okay. Um, have you have you gotten angry before and, and acted out in that anger? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, even when you were in your addiction? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Have you shut down before because you're so overwhelmed that with life and you shut down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so have you felt depressed? Have you felt anxiety? Sure. Yeah, have you felt triggered in addiction? Sure. So all of those things are coming from you not working through your emotions. So your emotions are still inside of you. Mm -hmm. They're happening. You're just not identifying them, processing them, and doing something helpful with them. And so, yes, you still had emotion. You just weren't able to connect to, to, connect to it and to process those emotions mm -hmm. in a healthy so, way. So let me ask a question based on your question, based on my question. <laughs> <laughs> but so... If, if I understood you correctly, are you saying that I still experience emotions, but if I am not aware of them, then they will manifest in anxiety or anger or depression or any number of... I, I like, like to like think... Physically, will they manifest on the outside? I like to think of an emotion as something that, that is real. So it's tangible. Okay. And it goes inside of us. So when something happens in our perspective, like we look at that thing... And it happens, so we have an emotional response. We take it, and it goes inside of us. And if we shove it down as far as we can, we pretend like it's not there, it's still in there. 
and it's going to hang out until it's like, hey, I'm coming out whether you like it or not. Mm. And so that's why people get ulcers and yeah. high blood pressure and adrenal fatigue. Yeah, and insomnia and all, all of these things come out because those things are inside of them that they're not dealing with. Okay, there's something so. that, we, that you mention all the time too, like what emotions can cause dis... Oh, dis-ease. Like disease, oh. but it causes disease in your body. Emotions do, and then dis the disease because of emotions that are unrecognized yeah. leads to disease. I, I funny, it's not that funny of a story, but I had a, a, a session this morning actually, and the the husband walked in the room, and the wife said, "Hey, you acted out," and and I, I was like, "How'd you know?" And she said, "I I got I got heartburn really bad." I was like, what? She's like, yeah, my body. I, I've been in this relationship for so long that I can tell when he's shutting down and when he's in his addiction. And my body was oh my telling gosh. me physically, like, hey, something is up. So I felt the heart burn and I confronted wow. his. Yeah. And was that that's super that's connected true? for being She's connected? Spot on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really? Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy, that's, huh? that's remarkable. That's yeah. remarkable. Not yeah. to say that happens to everybody. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. I don't know that that's happened to me. Right. For sure. But but eventually our physical our, our bodies will start to respond mm-hmm. if we don't allow our emotions to to process. Mm-hmm. And so so let's talk about how to how to process emotion. Okay? okay. So one of the first things to do is to be able to identify your emotions. So you 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 have to take it out and look at it. So you have it. So you, you say okay, this is what it is. So. If you were raised in a in a family that was shut down emotionally, mm-hmm. or if you had addiction from a really young age, mm-hmm. then you, you you didn't identify your emotions. Yeah, that was both of me. Actually. Yeah, both of me. <laughs> yeah, that, both of those were both of those were me. Sorry, that was both of me. Right. <laughs> I had both of those. Okay. Um, so if if you have a mom who who's been in denial because she doesn't want to face hard things, or then you learn from mom. That's you, you just you just go to denial. And you don't deal with things, right? And so identifying your emotion is getting real with what's going on. It's getting honest about the pain. It's looking at that pain and sitting in it. And so but the pain is like super uncomfortable though. Oh my actually. gosh. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But you know what's more uncomfortable? What's that? Is not dealing with the pain. Now, now. And that's something he, he says that a lot. It's funny. As far as like living this other life that you led that was in denial oh. and in lies and dis Your statement is completely true. And, <laughs> yeah. and I agree with you like a thousand percent that it was harder to live in denial and live in addiction than it was to actually do the work to heal. Right. It was but I feel so like much more challenging. It takes like the baby steps to figuring all, all this out and processing. But it's like one giant leap that you have to say, I'm going for it. Yeah, oh, Totally. <laughs> Totally to say, look, I'm going. I'm. I'm gonna allow myself to actually address what I'm feeling. Right, is scary. Really so, scary. and for someone who's never done it their whole life, that was. I mean, we were in therapy before we started specialized therapy. We just were going to a family therapist who uh-huh. she was great, but she would literally say, "What are you feeling, Ashlyn?" And I had no nothing. idea. Could yeah. connect with nothing. I just was like, it felt hollow, and I was so numbed out from feeling anything that I didn't know what I felt. Right, okay, so so I wanna ask you, how did you start to get out of that place of numbness to, to, to be able to identify what you were feeling? Like what was helpful to, to get you started down that road of actually looking at it and, and, and addressing it? 
for me, it was when we started specialized therapy and I started getting validated that what I was feeling was okay. Like mm-hmm. it was normal uh-huh. to, to that I felt crazy and that I was numbed out, all these things. And so I wasn't like, oh, so I can change. Right. Instead of, no, that's just the way I am. So I don't cry. I'm not You're emotional. making a really good point, Ashlyn, of, you know, if you're in a relationship with an addict who doesn't want to connect to you emotionally, your emotions will kind of come up and they'll, they'll say you're crazy, it's wrong, oh, you yeah. shouldn't feel them. And then you'll buy into that and you'll just shove them down, right? Totally. But when you found a therapist who, who maybe you were angry, maybe you were sad. It was maybe, all of the things. All of the things. <laughs> and they validated those emotions. It gave you permission to say, whoa, I do feel these things and it's okay that yeah. I feel these things, right? So that was a really cool thing that I observed in Ashlyn is, and I remember I, I still have an, an, an acute image of sitting in therapy with this, with her therapist, um, who was a family therapist and, and her saying, okay, Ashlyn, what are you feeling? And I remember Ashlyn just kind of like sitting there and then shrugging her shoulders and saying, I don't know. And then to be so empowered, that's, I mean, empowered and, and like aware, I, I would say are the, are the two words to describe what I observed when you got into specialized therapy, yeah. which was which was like super cool, like super cool. Thank you. So you said two things. You said empowered and aware. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really helps with that is education. And so if you've never identified emotions and you have no idea what they are, or, you right. know, to, to, to be educated about what certain emotions look like and feel like, mm-hmm. and what kind of thoughts go with certain emotions, what happens in your body with certain emotions, um, what emotions are good buddies, like one emotion mm, will be a good yeah. buddy with another yeah, totally. type of emotion. That's interesting. So as you start to learn more about emotions, you can start to get more clear with, oh, that that's what I'm feeling right now. That's mm-hmm. what's going on with me. So, I mean, anger is an obvious one. I mean, what, what are mm-hmm. signs of anger? Well, Clenching fists, yeah. clenching teeth, teeth. teeth. What are <laughs> teeth thoughts? Talking. What are thoughts with anger? Um, blame. Yeah. Resentment. Yeah. Resentment, blame, those type of thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, but there's other emotions that are a little more tricky. So like, like boredom. Mm-hmm. What's a sign of boredom? Like what, what does your body do when you're bored? <laughs> you, you guys are acting bored? Clearly, <laughs> clearly I don't know. <laughs> I haven't paid that much attention. <laughs> I mean, you might be yawning. You might. Okay. Physical. You're asking for physical. Yeah, you, okay. might, you might just be wandering a room aimlessly. Right. Mindlessness. Yeah, you might have thoughts of like, oh my gosh, that life is so boring, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But so when, when you start to notice those thoughts, you notice what's going on in your body, mm-hmm. you notice other emotions, then you can start to really identify what emotions you have. Mm-hmm. But if you're not educated about what emotions are, you're not going to be able to put words to it, mm-hmm. right? So, so the education part for me, I mean, that's a super important component of this, Brandon, what you just mentioned, because when I went to group for the first time, I had the therapist put a feeling well in front of us. And I looked at this and I was like, it, it, it very easily could have been Greek to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was like 100 plus emotions, right? Right. And I, I was simply unaware of anything I was feeling. And, you know, kind of the standard cultural response we have, hey, how you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> fine. Good. You know what I mean? But that's right. like complete rubbish. And in fact, in, in group, it was like, that was like. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was right. like the forbidden word. Good is not an emotion. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, um, and so. A couple of the things that, that, I, that I've noticed for me that, that's helped me is to have the feeling well to use as a prompt. Just say, okay, like, I don't know what I'm feeling, 
But well, I'm just going to read through this. And, and it was really hard for me even to say, this is what I felt like today. So what I started doing was saying, okay, here's an experience or two from my day. Just a situation. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter if I judge it to be right or wrong. Just as a situation that stands out. Right. And say, okay, what did I feel during the situation? And I use that and I read through all those. And that's what I do now when I talk with guys to, to, to say, what are you feeling? Because my experience was emotions. I didn't realize this, but they were like... They were like the torpedoes of of my day because I didn't acknowledge them. I didn't realize I was feeling. So like you said, like when, when you said earlier at the beginning, like anger or um, some of the stress. physical manifestations, stress, depression, yeah. those kinds of things, those are like the physical manifestations of like unreconciled emotions. Right. For me, it was it was almost always like a relapse. Yeah, it was the trigger right. for like you. It was t- so not recognizing it was like not being aware that, hey, I'm in a, a scary place. I should probably... Yeah. Reach out to someone, and and that also was an indicator as to as, the, as to the cyclical nature of relapse, right. because it was like you could almost set your clock to how often I relapse, because it was like, okay, it's been you know two weeks or it's been two months, and I can take no more. I didn't realize it, of course, right. I was ignorant of that. So the education part, having the feeling will every day to look at it and account for what I was feeling was super and process it and deal with oh, it, right? Right, and just it, to speak it, you're doing relapse yeah. prevention work. Right there, you're you know you're dealing with the trigger rather than just having it be inside of you. Uh-huh. So should I be? So I think this is important to speak to, especially for the addict, right? Should I judge or should I be afraid of maybe hard emotions? Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, are there good emotions and are there bad emotions? They just are. Okay, thanks, Ashley. <laughs> that is the right answer. Thank you. So if <laughs> if I'm sad, uh-huh. is that good or bad? It just is, right? But what if it what if it means that I'm weak? Like if I'm having an Oprah moment, and then let's just be true and honest here. Like in our marriage, I'm the one that has the Oprah moments. Okay. Where I'm like okay. crying. So does that does that make me weak? Does it make you weak? To feel sad, does that make you weak? I used to think that it did. To, to be angry, does that make you weak? Mm, I used to, I used to think that. It, it see, did, the, our I emo- probably still do think that. that does. Our emotions get a bad rap. It's the sadness or the anger isn't bad. Um, it's what we do with it. It's the behavior that is, is either destructive or constructive, right? And so if I'm angry and I throw a chair across the room and make a big hole in the wall, mm-hmm. it's probably not very a very good thing. Right. It's not the anger's fault. The anger is just telling me something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually saying do something about this situation because this doesn't work for you. Hold a boundary here. But if I can't regulate that anger and I'm throwing things across the room, it's not healthy, right. right? Sadness, you know, guys don't like to to show sadness because it's weak. Mm-hmm. Um, fear is one thing that that guys don't like to show. Totally right. Uh, women don't like to show anger. They're not supposed to be angry. They're supposed to be nice and loving and kind all the time, mm-hmm. right? And so there's certain things in our culture and with our families that have labeled emotion as good or bad. And and then we have shame when we feel those things, and that's just another reason to shove them down. We shouldn't do right? because culturally it's against the norm, right? Or whatever, right? It's um, interesting. I ran this men's retreat last weekend, and the, at the end of the retreat, all all these big tough guys with beards were like crying and hugging each other, <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, because they were vulnerable and they were open and they were connected, and it was the opposite of addiction. They were processing mm. where they were at and how they felt, and it was amazing. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, I want to say that the addict, you know, addiction is all about avoidance of pain. So it's so addiction oh, yeah. is all about avoidance of feeling yeah. emotion. Yeah. And for the betrayed, um, the denial can set in as well. And and you can work really hard to not feel. Oh, yeah. And the reason is because what you're going through is so darn painful that you don't want to face it. You don't want to feel it. And we talked about that when we talked about denial. Um, but it's in order to grieve, and, and grief is an emotion, you have to go through through the, the fear. You have to go yeah. through the emotions. And and again, it's so much better to feel it than to stay in denial. So so like if you're a if you're a spouse, uh, if you're a you've been betrayed and you spend all day searching what what he's doing online or oh, man or checking his phone to see yeah. if he's calling someone. Wait, that's crazy making. Yeah, if you're crazy making. Okay, so what? So identify the emotion here. What what is it that a wife could be feeling? If she has these behaviors, going let's turn on. it to the wife then. Um, fear, insecure, mm-hmm. um, yep. anger, trust issues. Yeah. Like... So fear, shame, and, and anger. Yeah. Is and so if you can stop and say, "Whoa, I feel fear, shame, and anger. That's where I'm at," and you've identified it. Now you can say, "Okay, what what's a productive, healthy thing for me to do with this fear, shame, and anger?" Right. I can keep spinning. I can keep crazy yeah. making, and and try to. But, but what happens if, if you try to cope with that, those emotions in that way, you know, if you keep crazy making? Oh, man, it's, wait, wait what's your question again? So if you, if you keep like searching for everything he's doing and trying to catch him and tr- what, what, what's going to happen is you're going to feel more fear, shame yeah. and mm-hmm. anger. That, right? that molehill goes to a mountain. Right. So, so it doesn't, you haven't identified your emotion and you're not processing it and dealing with it in a healthy way yeah. right where where what would be healthy is to stop identify the emotions um, know what your boundaries are uh-huh. and and so live those boundaries and then right. practice self-care and self-compassion uh-huh. so and and okay so let me and ask this question my ahead. my extra is to reach out to someone and reach out absolutely. to whoever who is safe that you can say i'm in crazy mode and so, well and what you're doing that shame what's happened to you when you're, actually when, when you're that. when you're reaching out what you're doing is you're you're processing your emotion right you find somebody who's safe and they allow you to just work through it and i right? will say my little shame partner miss tiffany when we are both stuck in whatever we're feeling sometimes we will come back and say use the feeling wheel like you like here i'll send her the text again of the graphic and say use it and it's usually a combination of feelings like sometimes there is happy mixed with sad right and it just is but it helps us both like okay that's what you're right that's what's really going on yeah is it let me ask this question is it possible i I talked about the cyclical nature of relapse for the addict that's based upon in, in my belief just an emotional threshold i can only take so much stress from life situations work blah 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 is it possible that the betrayed can also have an emotional threshold that leads that this in, in a cyclical nature leads to relapse themselves? No, because they're not human. No, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're describing a human experience, right? The okay. human club. Yeah, men and women. Okay. Yeah, get get to that point where we get overwhelmed, and 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 it manifests itself in different ways. Be it addiction, anxiety, or depression. Mm-hmm. We we've had enough. You know, we're going to binge on Netflix all night and eat ice cream because can't handle it anymore. Yeah. And so the, the better that you can work through it, you know, the, the you're not going to get overwhelmed. And so Absolutely. Yeah. It, emotions for me and sometimes just thinking back to when I was a kid 
or like um, the dog in the neighborhood that chases you when you're running or riding your bike. Like, and as long Sorry. as I run <laughs> or ride away from the dog, they're going to continue to chase, chase you. <laughs> and, but if I stop and I, and I stand my ground and hold my ground and I look them in the eye, more times than not, they'll stop. Yep. And, um, and then there's like that really uncomfortable like showdown. It's like the silent, the, the vulnerable oh, part of it. Yeah, that's like, oh my gosh, are they going to bite me? And they Is might. Is this going to be the end of me? Are they going to eat me? Oh, I like that analogy. Right? Yeah. And, and it's scary because it's, that, it's like that moment. Like, how bad is this going to get? But after a moment, it could be 30 seconds, it could be 10 seconds, then that dog or those emotions don't seem to be as scary as what yep. they were when I was running yep. or riding away from them. And so for me... One of the big takeaways I've learned just through a lot of really sad <laughs> experiences is that um, emotions, as uncomfortable as I am in them, are not going to be the end of me. No. But that's what Spike wants me to believe. You're Hence the running. Negative narrative in your head. Yeah. It's like these are so... And I've been, I was always used to it. I was but, never taught. But think about it. Like our emotions are... That is living. It's a la- that That Ooh, is feeling. That's really interesting. It's... it's it's being connected to, to ourselves. It's being connected to what's going on with us. Mm. And so, yeah, it might be painful, but at least you get to experience life if you allow yourself to feel. Absolutely. And I'm not going to experience death either. I know that for sure. No one's died of, uh, of, of feeling, emotions, of, right? Of yeah, feeling, right? Feeling emotions. What, you, what you do with it. People have died from not dealing with their emotions. They have heart attacks and strokes mm. and addictions that, that kill them because That's they don't deal with their emotions. Yeah. You know, I, I always say... The only way past an emotion is you, you can stand in front of it and look at it and or turn your back to it. But you can the dance around it. Dance around it. You can try to jump over it. <laughs> I did that. Right, dance around it. Past it yeah. um, you can blame someone else because it's there and wait for it to go away. But the only way past an emotion is to go through it. Uh-huh. And so that's, I love your dog analogy. Turn and face it, look at it, feel it, learn something from it. And yeah, uh, yeah and a good thing's going to happen. So, yeah, um, I'd like to add for this. I mean, as adults, some some of us are learning this as adults, which is totally fine. I mean, for the but first that, time. Yeah, <laughs> totally. but it gives you an opportunity to, in turn, teach it to your kids. Oh, and yeah. So that's been a big part of our own life is like, and I'm sure yours, you have kids yeah. around the same age and it's it's okay. We, we're going to teach them that it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel. Right. And that's not something we were both. You know, it's so just speak to you very quickly, culturally um, not normal of of uh, worry time. So worry time, we've talked about it before, but at the end of the day, that's what we do with our kids. Is right at bedtime, it's spending one on one time with them, saying how did your day go, and it's the happy moments, the sad ones, the scared, the funny, um, the worries, the worries, and just validating it's their emotions around it. Yeah. yeah, and so that they can speak them, it also gives you an insight of like what's going on. There might come up a bully might come out that you haven't heard of. Right. Uh, so it's. It's those things. And the cool thing is for Mother's Day, one of my daughters, she said, like, that's one of my favorite times is worry time. And I was like, oh, that's cool. cool? Yeah. So healthy. So we have a big whiteboard in our kitchen and we put the emotion of the week on the whiteboard. And so then, so we write it up there and it's like, they can read it. And sometimes it's angry. Sometimes it's happy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then throughout the week, we say, oh, there it is, that you're feeling that oh, emotion right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We're doing that. That's a good that. idea. That's so, totally a good idea. Yeah. We're happy. So they can start to to, to identify in themselves emotionally. So, so totally. Just, I love that. I just wanted to throw out one thing for, for, the, for the betrayed 
if, if you're in a relationship with the addicted, um, oftentimes I have guys who will say, my wife wants me to check in with them. You know, what, what, what's, what's triggered? Did you feel it triggered today? Did you relapse today? And so forth. And, and, and what I would suggest is, is if you're in a relationship with, with someone who is addicted, um, is, to, is to realize that the, the thing that you really want is emotional connection. And emotions always precede any of the addictive behaviors in acting out, whether it's lying, whether it's lust, whether it's um, you know looking at porn, whether it's masturbating or acting out with somebody else. And so if, if you wanna really know how they're doing in their addiction, just keep that to what emotions did you feel today? Right. Because yes. that's the real indicator as to where they are and and that's can be scary, but to me that's the healthiest way. If you're if you're the betraying the addicted, that's the healthiest way that I can I can see is um, to to connect about how they're doing in their addiction because that's always what comes before any any. Well, and if they're addiction. available and vulnerable to process emotion and, and be there, that says something. If they're not, if they're shut down, and yeah, th- then tough. that says something as well. Yeah, that's so, that's actually a really good that's actually a really good. Point. You know, it's uh, the level of emotional intelligence in the. In, in the relationship mm-hmm. um, directly correlates with with how deep somebody somebody can connect in a relationship so you know if if I if I said to my wife let's say me and my wife were fighting for some reason mm-hmm. and I went home and I said I feel like you're a jerk because you're mean to me right mm-hmm. is that an is you're a jerk because you're mean to me an emotion <laughs> no. <laughs> no but if I identified emotion in myself and I, I went home and I said I feel really hurt and I'm really sad and I'm a bit frustrated and I know I'm feeling these things because of this and this and this and so I want to talk to you about some things mm-hmm. that's a much different conversation yeah right mm-hmm. and it's because I'm connected to myself and I'm speaking about myself mm-hmm. it gives her a chance to connect back to those emotions mm-hmm. so that's awesome so. right I wanted to add really quick you said check in emotionally with your spouse but the other part of checking in should be with a sponsor Super good point for okay. sure because mm-hmm. that can be that can be just so yeah a rabbit hole to be in clear of itself. <laughs> Thank oh. you. Good yeah. point. So um, guys, appreciate you being here. I uh, just want to give a little uh, shout out to our uh, June third virtual workshop. Yay! And uh, we're super excited about this. It's going to be about regaining safety and trust. Right. And it will be um, about four hours. Amazing content. There's there's four primary topics. There's going to be a a, a virtual workbook. And where do they go to sign up? They can check the... Uh, Events on the Betrayed, Addicted, or an Expert Facebook page or Ashlyn and Kobe Facebook page. I have a link there too. Or BetrayedAddictedExpert.com. <laughs> There's three yeah. places you can go. Or just email us if you really can't yeah, totally. find it. Um, we're excited about that because, again, we know that there's a big audience that's, that, that is out there that, that does doesn't not live by have us. any close proximity <laughs> to us. We want to be able to honor you and work with you and, and all that stuff. So it's going to be a really great discussion, question, content format, followed by time to do to, to, to create um, skills that can immediately be deployed. It's a workshop. It's it not a, just coming to listen yeah. for four hours. It's right. coming to get to work. It's get awesome. to work. So, yeah. um, and then we're also going to have a an, an in-person one in, uh, in July. In July Provo, 29th. Utah. Provo, Utah. Mm-hmm. And so. we'll also have a link there, too, in those exact places as well. So, yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks for being here. Love being with you. We'll see you.